After three years of living here, I certainly am glad to have a good driveway right now. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of October the 4th, 2012. It is nice to have a, a new driveway, a new way that our company and we approach the farm. Um, and you're right, we've lived here for three years, but we've actually been using that driveway for a little more than five years That's a good now. point. We, Of course, you know, so many of the times we came then, at first we weren't even really sure where, where our house site would be. <laughs> we just needed a place to park. Right. Um, but then it became... And you're right. At first we didn't park on dark corners. We parked down on rifle range. Yeah. Then And then sometimes before we got the road, any kind of road at all, we had to park on the side of the road. We were really roughing it then. But we kind of had figured out where we thought the road needed to be, the main access to the property. And it turns out that... Um, there was actually a much better solution that uh, our friend Rodney Griffith told you about it. The uh, driveway we have been using for these five years goes up a steep hill, then takes a hard left, and then comes down gently to, to the area where the lodge is and where the barn is where we live. Well, uh, we actually approached Rodney trying to talk to him about asphalt and we were trying to deal with the washing of that old driveway with rain bars yeah trying to you know which made it bumps in the road yeah Yeah, that you know put shed the water and so forth and we brought rodney out here with the thought in mind that he would help us by asphalting the existing driveway and it didn't take him long looking at it to say you know actually be better if I cut you a whole new driveway and he sort of showed us where he had in mind to do it and it didn't take him long to convince us that that made sense because it really did allow him to get flatten out that driveway yeah it's much more level and um, the other driveway actually there's a little extension now that's left from the old driveway that we can use for people where people can park when they come to see That's us. That's right. Not only on the driveway, but on either side of it, mm-hmm. we had already prepared for parking, and that area is still available for yeah. parking, so that'll help us. And uh, the driveway is now a little shorter. Yes. Because it takes a, it sort of cuts off at an oblique instead of taking a right angle. Um, he had to do a good bit of earth moving to get it that he way. He surely though, because did. It's, because there's a drop off. Um, it's almost flat. There is a slight elevation change from the beginning of the driveway to the point where the lodge is. I think it goes uphill just a tad. It goes down and then back up Mm -hmm. just a tad, but very slight. And and in comparison with what we had before, it's pretty flat. Yeah, yeah. But we do need to, well, I noticed today there's a slight little crumbling place that I'm sure when Rodney comes back out, he can address that and shore it up a little bit. Yeah, and I'm going to ask you to show me where that is so I'll be okay. familiar with it in case I happen to be here and you're I, not available. I just noticed that we had a lot of rain this past week, and I think that's probably what, it's probably a good test to say, okay, yeah. if it's ever going to crumble, it'll probably be now. <laughs> so um, it gives us a good look at it, yeah. which is what he wanted us to do. Whatever we decide to do for our final surface, 
Rodney had suggested we just drive on it for three weeks and see, let exactly. it pack in and see how it does. So, But we are already confident that the new driveway is going to require a lot less maintenance than the old one did. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll be much more drivable with lower maintenance. That's right. And we can, um, it's, it's a lot easier for our visitors who come see us. Um, we do need to have some kind of other surface on top. It's, it gets slippery to me anyway, and when it's um, rainy or wet and um, it's messy, you know, nobody wants to have that on their shoes or whatever when they get out. So um, our original thought was asphalt. Well, concrete, I think, would be just out of the question financially. But we thought about asphalt. Um, and then the other possibility is really hard-packed, I don't know if that's the term for it, but number four stone that's nicely packed in there. Because you had placed some out, there's a just a very small area on part of the existing driveway up to where we, where we park it here at the barn that has that. I think because I know what, what happened. There was a really slippery uphill spot. And the truck was slipping. And the truck was slipping. You packed in some number four stone, and it's gotten embedded in there, and it's not going anywhere, and it seems to work very well. However, that's one little tiny spot out of an entire large driveway. So I don't know how much that would cost. That may be more costly and much more of a hassle to put it down than asphalt would be. But the advantage it would provide is it seems to me it would be more um, porous. It would be more um, pervious. pervious and allowing rainfall, rainwater to come yeah. into it. And we should do a little aside here and talk about what you did today. Yes, and, and I'll talk in much more detail about the uh, uh, next week because I'm taking a two-day course. I've only had the first day today um, in landscape design, and I'm really excited about it. I made A's on my little tests that I took at the end of class today. And um, I'm sure I'll have some more tests tomorrow. But one of the things I learned about contemporary landscape design is the use of, or an emphasis on when you're paving, use pervious substances as much as you can and um, integrate it with natural, low-maintenance kind of plant matter. So um, it's just given me some ideas that, first of all, there are probably some new concepts in ways to address this that we hadn't thought about before and it even harkens back to that one system you and I had looked into a long time ago for a parking area that was like mm -hmm. a grid that mm -hmm. you you plant grass on it and you keep it mowed but you're not going to get stuck and you're not going to get muddy on it so so that's a little that. taste of what we hope we will be sharing with you in more detail yes. next week yes um th but that back to the driveway here um I think it's fair to say that you and I are um, still mulling over the options on that surface of the driveway. And at, we haven't ruled out asphalt. No, it's we have not. It's still a possibility. Yeah. Um, it is awfully expensive. And the difficulty that we see with asphalt is it's harder to maintain an asphalt surface particularly in a post-petroleum era. So that that has you and me a little more skittish about asphalt than the average farm owner would be because we're more more aware and and we have a greater expectation that we will uh, that post that petroleum will be more difficult to come by in the future. So 
So if we put something on there that we don't think will ever, well, and that might argue in, for, in favor of concrete too, because concrete lasts a lot longer. You're right. Pretty much permanently. So if we could afford it. If we could afford it. Yes, we've already concreted one driveway, and we know what that costs. It's not <laughs> cheap. But, you know, if you, you could maybe put it in key places. So that's, that's worth thinking about, too. Yeah. But anyway, more about that later. But I think it, it is fair to say that um, this has changed at least my approach to visitors. And I particularly um, remember our good friend Justin, who has a, a modern, low-slung, Sports car. Very nice, very nice little sports car, yeah. And he uh, just ground out on our old driveway and yeah, did not want to bring his car up to the, the lodge or the barn. Uh, but he came to see us recently and was able to drive right in. And it was a, a, a real high for us to have yes. Justin comfortable. And my uh, our sister-in-law, and sister-in-law Kathy, Kathy yeah. same deal. Kathy had, uh, she and my brother Ruffin had gotten had done some slipping and sliding the last the time they came to see us yeah. together. And um, she had expressed a lot of frustration and angst about our driveway. And she was delighted with the changes. Yeah. But neither of those times was it raining. And it, when it's raining, it does get messy the way it is now. So I still say we need something on there. So we gonna... just need to agree it's a work in progress. There's yes. still more that needs to happen yeah. to it. And, and But I do think very soon we'll get Rodney out here to give us his opinion, to give us an estimate. So that, yeah. Because he'll have some thoughts, too. This is what he does for a living. And uh, it's kind of hard for me to second-guess him after he did such a good job figuring out. I mean, it, you know, it's very hard for us to communicate um, verbally without having an image to show how difficult it would be to, to uh, visualize where to put that driveway. Like the the change that he made because it went through all kinds of trees and um, there was no clear path at all where he's got the driveway now. So the fact that he can envision what he did makes me think, okay, I'm ready to bow down at your feet and listen to your <laughs> advice and see what you have to say. So you know the fact that that we haven't really picked his brain thoroughly is is um, making me hesitant to make any pronouncements at this point. Good point. Well, could we talk a little bit about another fun development? Uh, this past weekend, um, the bad news is that I was um, away from the farm for about three days in a row because my mother had to go into the hospital. Uh, luckily, she's fine. Uh, just had a heart scare, but she's fine. She's on some new medication that's um, making her feel so much better. Um, but I was away from the farm when lovely little elves in the form of our family members, our brothers-in-law and a nephew and a niece and um, several people came and worked on raised beds. And actually, when I got back to the farm Saturday evening, there was like a brand new raised bed out in Veg Hill. So I'm excited about that. And um, So we are very grateful to Ruffin and Kathy and, and Brooke and Anthony and, and Bryce and Cece and Tom, mm -hmm. all of whom helped with that first raised bed. And it was a group effort. We've, we sort of needed that many hands to do the first one because we were trying to figure out what how to do it. We're hopeful now that we know how to do it a little more easily and that the, the next couple of beds will come together more and, easily. And so right now Tom is scheduled to come back and help you and me with the next couple. So it's very nice of them. And um, 
we're going to do something very special for those sweet people. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so the the second step in it all was yesterday. I got out and planted a good many brassicas. I got rutabagas and collards and um, cauliflower planted in it. And of course, I still have more. I mean, anybody who's heard me talk about my propensity for buying vegetables, <laughs> but plants, that is, um, over the past few years with these podcasts knows that I didn't stop at one raised bed's worth. I probably have enough to fill up three of just fall veg, and that's before I even plant garlic. So I'm pr- we're looking at maybe, you know, another raised bed for brassicas, another for maybe some seeds, various seeds I want to try to put out, and then I'll need another one or so for the garlic when it arrives. And we haven't even talked about those perennial plants that I bought, like those perennial leeks. We'll have some of those to put out too, so... Yeah. Well, we may start need to do, we may need to do some editing. Well, I'll do some editing, but um, I do have these things on their way, being mailed to me. So I do want to be able to put them in the ground and see what happens. But um, but it was fun to plant. I guess to get back to the kind of um, yeah the good positive news. spin on it was that yesterday out there working with that soil, it was some of that froggy bottom soil that you had purchased and put into the bed just. It was so pleasant to plant that way. And, of course, now I have mulching to do and um, probably put some row cover over it to keep the grasshoppers off the plants. But I thought, man, this is beginning to be fun again. Yeah. One of the many advantages of the raised bed system is that humans will never walk on our beds. So that soil should remain pliable and um, and the tilt should remain yeah. nice and fir- and comfortable. So uh, we hope that the, these will continue to be a source of pleasure and satisfaction for you, as and, well as food. Yes, and one thing that's very interesting is what one thing we had hoped, which is my back is in much better shape. For some of the beds, we do need to even up around the beds. That one, the one that's in there, kind of sticks up out of the ground. Out of right, it's very level. It's, you saw to it; it was level, but the ground around it is not. So I wasn't able to just perfectly, you know, wheel my little cart around the way I hoped I might. And and someday we will fix it so I can. And we are learning. Uh, we learned on that one that as a result of the quirk of the construction sequencing. What we were, you know, the first bed we built is designated number 13. Um, But in building number 13, we figured out that it makes all the sense in the world to get the site basically level before you put the first stick of wood out there. So that's what we're doing with number 14. And it is my hope that two things will happen as a result of that. One is we'll do a lot less handwork on leveling. And two, we'll get it lower. The the bed should be down in the ground further, and as a result, we should have to do less disturbing of the soil and piling up here and there and so forth. So. But that one's there right now, so and there it will stay. We'll just have to I, I think you're right. Tear us around I, I, it or I, something. You know, and, mm-hmm. uh, that's, it's always a possibility that we could lift it and try to reseed it, but it doesn't seem likely. Not we this would, year. We would lose all <laughs> that good... Uh, froggy bottom topsoil yeah. if we did. We'll so. just make it work. But it did. I didn't have to like hunch over to plant the way I have when just planting into the ground. So I can tell that this is going to be much better for my back as I, over the years. 
I but older. I noticed you you said that you were um, anticipating as you get old, you may have some difficulty reaching into the middle of the bed. Yeah, one thing we're doing differently with these, instead of having two rows within a bed, we're actually going to, because I'm planting more intensively in the beds, I'm planting three rows. And also our drip system will have three. Correct. Will water three across. So, um, but it's just, it's a little more of a lean and I can do it now. I'm in great shape so I can get in there and plant in that middle. But that's something that may go by the wayside by the time I'm 90 or so. I don't uh -huh. know. <laughs> well, you know, when you get to be 90, I think you're entitled to tell one of your children or your grandchildren, honey, yeah. go out there and plant that middle row for me, okay? Yeah, that's true. I'll put Smith to work. Yeah. He'll be all of 33 and a half by then, so it'll be good. <laughs> um, I think he ought to be well on his way to, to doing that. But um, but I'm very pleased with the way the, the bed looks. And um, one thing that we learned about our vi our own vision, our own judgment, is that when I looked at that bed, at first I said, is that really level? It is, and you, you and your brothers measured it with the transit and or whoever was your partner mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. um, and I know it from having done that with Jean's bed that went, that that doesn't lie. We know that's level. The transit doesn't lie. The level doesn't lie. Your eye lies like a rug. It does because what we've realized is that we've we've been accustomed to looking out at Veg Hill and thinking that's pretty level out there. Well, it's not. It's sloping in all different kinds of ways. The, have I talked? Have I told you what the the distance was between? No. Okay. The from the top of the sixteen foot long bed to the bottom of the sixteen foot long bed looked to us to be, you know, maybe a couple of inches yeah. difference in the, in the natural fourteen inches difference. So the north end was fourteen inches higher higher than, than the south end. And almost no variation from the east to the west. But in terms of north to south, it was a 14-inch drop-off from north so to south. That is so funny. Yeah. yeah. And you just never would expect that looking mm -hmm. at it. Just, well, I wouldn't. Yeah. Now, someone who has a good eye, and God bless them when they do, uh, they, can, they can look at that and say, it looks about like 12, 14 inches to me. And sure enough, it is. I don't have that eye. And I don't either. So... Um, aren't we glad it wasn't left up to that? Yeah. Well, don't have the drip irrigation in yet, although you're already trenching for it and getting ready I am for trenching it. for it, and I am planning on it, and I know how I'm going to do it. Um, I'm, I'm just a little in a quandary about what the sequence, you know, what's the best sequence for trenching and so forth. Um, the, I think I'm probably going to end up just waiting and getting the, all the beds in line and then trench and it, that means I'm going to have to move some soil around in the beds, but that's not that big a deal. Right. So It'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, well I, I guess we're probably out of time or close to it. Um, we have enjoyed this visit, and we will look forward to visiting with you next week tentatively so we can report to you all about what Amanda has learned about landscaping. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.
Thanks for listening. See you next week.